0: A show that proves that different political opinions do not have to end in feuds and the breakdown of friendships. My name is George Cup,
1: and I will be joined by my co-host and political opposite, Callum Gurr. Hello everybody. That's right, George is a hardline Brexiteer and true blue Conservative, whereas I'm a Lib Dem and Ramona. But despite these different standpoints, we are still good friends. Tonight we'll be discussing the following. Would you vote for a Remain alliance in the European elections? What is your attitude towards the Extinction Rebellion demonstrations? And do you believe in life after death? With each of these discussions being accompanied by polls, which you have the chance to vote on at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And these discussions will be open until the end of the song break between each topic.
0: but first last week we asked you to send us in your opinions on the following question in local elections do you vote based on what each party is doing nationally or locally and just to give a little bit of background on this, so it is now only four days until the local elections take place. Over the past couple of months, most parties and candidates have been canvassing and leafleting uh, their local areas to try and gain the support of their local residents. It's safe to say for any party it has been a tough campaign, and the one message I think everyone is trying to get across is that this is the local elections and not national ones. But we want to know what influences you to vote in local elections. So our first message comes from Alfie and he says, when I try to decide who I'm voting for in an election, I do think I'm looking to see which party most reflects my views as a whole. Because supporting a party, whether locally or nationally, says something about who you are and what you believe in. So what a party does nationally and who their party lead is does have a big impact on whether I would vote for them in a local election or not. For example, I really disagree with Labour at the moment, and I think Jeremy Corbyn has some really worrying thoughts. So I couldn't comprehend supporting them on a local level
1: whilst they have such leadership issues. Well, it's a very interesting opinion. Callum, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think um, I I do um, respect that, Alfie, actually. I, I think... Um, as much as we would like, in a sense, to vote based upon just purely kind of local things. Um, I think given that local elections are quite often taken as a kind of barometer for how uh, the nation is feeling about leaders and different issues, um, I think because of that, you do, in a sense, have to vote (laughs) based upon... Um, what a parties doing nationally. So with the Corbyn example, you know, um, if Labour were to turn around in, uh, on Thursday and absolutely smash it across the board, win loads and loads of, of wards and, and control of councils, um, then that would be taken as a kind of um, acceptance by the electorate and an endorsement by the electorate of Corbynism. Um, so I think Alfie to an extent is is right in in saying that um kind of what a party's leader's like and, and and things like that it, it does have an impact upon on ha- upon how you vote. I mean George, do you agree with that, or do you take really big issue?
0: No, I wouldn't say that I take really big issue with um, Alfie's point. Uh, I think it's a a definitely very interesting way to assess how someone would vote. Um, And as as you say, Kalam, I completely respect Alfie for for his decisions that he's making around who he would vote for. Um, But the the thing that I personally do and personally maybe have a slight issue with is is nationally, national politics and national um, kind of policies that come out from the parties and government don't necessarily filter down towards local um, councils. And I think because of that, there is no way of saying that just because the Conservatives have done this, that shouldn't be reflected in the local elections. If in a certain area, a a Conservative-run council has been really beneficial for the area and actually um, done a lot of great work or or a Labour council or a Lib Dem council and so on and so forth. um, I don't think that work that has been going on should be reflected or tarnished by whatever's gone on nationally. But the thing I do support um, Alfie's opinion on is his approach about the leadership. And I do think that even though I've said national policies, I don't think we should bring into local politics. I do think that a, a leader of a party does play a very big influence in in how we should vote in local elections. And I think you're very correct in saying, Callum, if on Friday morning we find out that um there have been thousands of um labor seats gained, then I think we can take the approach that um Corbynism has been accepted and potentially that means they could go on and do well in the general election
1: yeah yeah no i th- i think um we we should kind of accept that, but I do think as well we we we've got to um, be real about the fact that quite often, especially with the European elections, more than the local elections coming up, people see these elections as, as less risky. Um, so, so making these, um, kind of protest votes, they, they don't think the stakes are as high. And and in many ways, I think people are right. The stakes aren't as high during local and European elections. So therefore you can vote. Um, so for example, uh, back in the last lot of European elections, obviously UKIP came top of those polls. And then, it, although they did get a very strong vote share in the 2015 election, um, it was not anywhere near um, as high as what they got in, uh, in the European elections. And I think that was partly because people saw the European elections as a way or, or a, a less risky um, time to vote UKIP and kind of give them a swell of support uh but when it came to the real um kind of threat of red ed Millerband as they called it and a kind of um uh, coalition of chaos between Labour and the SNP and maybe Lib Dems, um people were very much frightened by that. Um so, so and I think that ultimately um contributed to why you see different results there. Yeah. Um, So just bringing in in the next opinion, it's from Thomas and Thomas says, I think you really need to focus on what the party is doing locally and how they can help you. The party that I voted um, for in my constituency's most recent local election, a by-election, is not the party I would say I support on a national level. In fact, I, I hate the leader, but what that MP had done for my area locally over the past few years was really good and I didn't agree with any of the opposition it would have been stupid for me to vote for the party that wouldn't have been as good for me locally just because of a national issue which won't impact me as much I mean what do you take on from that George because obviously that's quite different to Alfie's opinion there. yeah i
0: think i think that kind of um summarizes better of what i was trying to say when um when you've got a, a local MP or a local councilor that is really delivering for your area why would you um stab yourself in the back when just because you might not want to to vote for that party because of the national issues when they're doing so well locally why would you then say oh, I'm not going to vote for them because nationally they're a disaster but locally they've actually been a fantastic cause for my local area um and i think i think that's a really good approach to how i think people should um take on these local elections and look at how their local mp their local council their councillors are are working to to ensure that the local area is a better place for everyone to live and what 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 do you think about that opinion callum um
1: yeah no I, i see i'm kind of in, in regards to the the overall question, I think that we have to kind of take each little bits of each in terms of you... you of course, I think if, if a party's doing really well for you locally, um, then it would be silly um, to to vote for a, another party, especially, as Thomas says, if you don't really agree with what the opposition's saying about your local area. Um, but also, we can't get out of the fact that... Um, elections are taken uh, or local elections are taken as an indicator of what the country's feeling Mm -hmm. Um, so it is almost the best time because polls can be um, discredited as such and say oh that's not representative whereas a local election is is kind of like a a poll in many ways so I do see why people do end up voting on national issues Um, in that sense even if it's you know definitely we should be clear in that it's not actually really going to make any direct impact upon national issues if you vote um, in local elections. For yeah,
0: just things. just just quickly a question for you: Do you, if, when you go to vote in the local elections, do you take a, into account what's been going on nationally, or do you solely base it on what the parties can deliver locally?
1: Um, I, th- I think I've only voted in one local election before, but um, I, I think I. I try and would do it based upon things that are happening locally, Um, especially if there's a campaign that really stands out. I think I I definitely could be swung the way I vote based upon local things. But I think national um, kind of politics and national prejudices, I think, do kind of come into it. Just very briefly. What about for you, George? Yeah, I think for me,
0: it's I definitely try and make sure I'm looking at what the local issues are and what um, parties are going to solve them best. Um, But also for me, I think it's definitely I definitely do look at the, the national outlook on what is going on. But if there is a certain party candidate that is standing on the issues that I believe in and that particular party is doing awful nationally, I would still vote for that candidate. Um, right then we've now reached the time um, for our first on break so here is OK by Lanny and Julia Michaels Welcome back. So uh, remember, we will be announcing what the question will be for you to send in your opinions on at the end of tonight's show. So make sure you're ready for that, for the chance to be featured in um, the first segment
1: of next week's show. Right. And time to move on to our second discussion of this evening. And we are asking, would you vote for Remain Alliance in the European elections? So since the European elections have been basically confirmed to be taking place in the UK this June, uh, there have been murmurings amongst those opposed to Brexit that those parties that are committed to this should form some kind of remain alliance to fight these elections. Uh, The alliance would likely entail Green, Lib Dem, Change UK, and possibly SNP or Plaid Cymru um, uh, standing, a joint slate of candidates across the various regions, all under the banner of the Remain Alliance. However, this has been confirmed to not be happening with the Liberal Democrats supposedly being rebuffed by both the Green and Change UK parties in their offer for such an alliance. But if this alliance were happening, would it have even worked as intended? Uh, George, put yourself in the shoes of a Remainer for a second and don't throw up or anything. (laughs) Uh, And consider... Would you vote for a Remain alliance in the European elections as a kind of protest vote? Well, um, I think I'm firstly going to argue this point in terms of a Brexiteer.
0: So um, as a Brexiteer, I think it's very easy for which party most Brexiteers are going to vote for, because there is only one party that is securing a Brexit with no deal as such. Or you have a party that is um, saying that they would have a, a a Brexit, but with a withdrawal agreement. So that's quite two um, easy uh, ways to go forward as a Brexiteer. As a Remainer, if I jumped into a Remainer's shoes, um, which I, I wouldn't um, tell anyone to do that because it's not very nice. Um, but if, if you jumped into Remainer's shoes, then I think it's it must be a very confusing area to be in because... If you were, if if we take national politics out of it, and we were solely talking about um, Brexit and the EU referendum, which essentially this is what this European election is going to be about, it's going to kind yeah. of be like a, a second referendum in, in a way. Um, and I think it is absolutely stupid that the uh, Remain parties haven't decided to come together to make a clear. Um, way for Remainers to vote because by every single one standing individually, they are just splitting the vote unnecessarily. And by doing that, as a Remainer, they people won't be able to make the impact on politics as they want to do. Um, Because if you had all of them under um, the Remain Alliance and they got elected to Europe, then those MP, MEPs, sorry, would have a a lot better influence on what is going on in in, um, the European Parliament than if they stand for individual individual parties, because I think I think it's just I don't understand how or why these parties have decided not to come together. And I, I know the Lib Dems have been very open in how they they wanted this to happen um, to help the the Remain a vote, but I think unfortunately what we've seen is that um, we've seen um, partisan politics going on. We've seen, for example, mm. Change Change UK have decided that if there is going to be a a Remain surgeons, that it will be them that takes it forward. And unfortunately, within the Remain camp, which is something I wasn't expecting to see, there is that infield of fighting to to try and prove which party is actually the the, the Remain party but what what do you think callum
1: yeah no i think it's really interesting because um i think prior to when these european elections were announced there was kind of a um there was like a an informal alliance between um a lot of the remainer mps and remainer campaigners in that there wasn't so much mudslinging going on between uh the greens and the Liberal Democrats, and then also the kind of MPs that would later form Change UK, although they've obviously not been Change UK very long. Um, And since the European elections have been announced, that has all changed as such, and and suddenly we've seen a real breakdown um, in the relations between these people to the point where it seems very unlikely that there would have been a Remain alliance, and it seems weird that we ever wanted one yeah if that so. makes sense yeah, yeah. i i mean i i am in favor of a remain alliance as a kind of temporary uh a temporary thing because of as you say um that this election will just be the brexit referendum again as such Or obviously it's not going to have a real bearing on it but it will be taken um as a kind of measure of the sentiment of the country and by splitting the vote um between different remain parties it makes it far less likely we will see remain MEPs um returned and it makes it far less likely that we will see in the media the perception being that remain has won these um the european elections yeah um but just kind of to to take the other side of the argument i think a lot of the fear was um I suppose from a Change UK's perspective, their fear, particularly with going in with the Liberal Democrats, was would they take on some of the the bad brand image that the Liberal Democrats have um, because of coalition and tuition fees and um, austerity in general? Um, so, So I suppose there was a concern from them that they would take this um, kind of new party that they've um, that's got this new and fresh image, a kind of challenger image. Uh, would they go and then tie that to to a brand that many people say is kind of sinking in the Liberal Democrats? Uh, and I suppose in more more in general, um, the, obviously green politics, liberal politics, centrist politics, if that's what you want to call uh, the so, uh, sorry the uh, Change UK they're obviously very different, um, ideologies as such. Mm, mm. Um, and so you risk kind of watering down your ideologies kind of going towards probably something that ironically would benefit change UK the most, because if you were to do that, you would probably be making them far more centrist as such because, um, center ground politics tend to be the ones that most people can agree on, or at least they have been in the past. Mm. I I, I've just I've just been doing totting up some numbers. Um,
0: And in the recent YouGov poll to do with the European elections, if um, Change UK, the Lib Dems and the Green Party got together, they would be on 27 percent of the share of the poll um, and the Brexit Party and UKIP would be on 33 percent. So it just shows how much of an impact the Brexit alliance could have if they all joined together. And I'm sure if they all joined together as well and had one clear message, then you would be able to take it forward as well. Do you think change uk maybe has a different approach to to brexit and more wants a second referendum than actually tearing up the article 50 that the lib dems want to do is that do you think that's also maybe change uk's problem problem about joining alliance they couldn't actually agree
1: on how to stop brexit um i suppose i mean because we've seen murmurings recently from uh heidi allen um saying that, that basically change uk now would or or they would be open to the idea of having no deal on the ballot for a um, for a second referendum which um i i'm not entirely sure is something that the liberal democrats are, are arguing for and and as you say i think liberal democrats are going far more towards the let's just revoke article 50 rather than having a second referendum mm. um so i've I think, yes, because because of the fact that um, I, I I think and I'm going to sound incredibly partisan and biased in terms of this. But, but I think w- with um, Ch- Change UK and their MPs, they've kind of been pushed towards um, a second referendum and, and pushed towards kind of pro-Europeanism because a lot of these never really showed it that much um before the referendum and they they certainly didn't show it that immediately after it. I mean most of these voted for Article fifty and things like that. Um so so for them, they are their position is going to be far less kind of radical uh, and pro European than what the Liberal Democrats is, and I think to an extent the Green Party as well. Yeah. I think I think essentially on the point about the um,
0: Change UK, I think the the reason that they they've gone for that second referendum and were, um, were kind of pushed towards it is because obviously this is a cross party alliance that has happened, and all of them kind of had to try and make sure that they all agreed on one thing and had one policy to yeah. push forward that they all agreed on. So they all went, oh, second referendum, yeah, let's just go for that, push that, yeah. So I think that's why that was so pushed by them and and still is pushed by them because. Currently, I mean, I would, I can't wait to see a manif- a true manifesto from them that they actually all agree on, um, because I think it'll be very hard for them to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I the thing is, I think they're going to be more, more split than the Labour and Conservative parties in many ways because they are literally members of the Labour Party and members of the Conservative Party yeah. joined together. Yeah. Um, just kind of very quickly, do you think that that will last with Change UK? I think, I think Change UK might, it, de- it depends
0: It depends how many more feel that they um, can join Change UK and also how Change UK think it, it would best um, help them in, in an election, whether they go further to the left or further to the right. Yeah. Um, and I, I personally think people like, um, oh, I've forgotten the name, Salbury um, or Subri um, would rather it go a bit more centre-right to kind of gain that ground where she thinks the conservatives have left. Yeah. Um, whereas Chukka would want it to go further left. So I think it would be, it would be very interesting if they, if we see someone like Chukka resign from the party, then I think, yes, it will go further. Right. But if we see someone like, um, Subri, uh,
1: resigning, then it'll go further left. What do you think? Um, I, I think there's no real appetite in this country for the kind of centrism that they stand for. That I mean, they either stand for kind of David Cameron-esque policies or um, Tony Blair-esque, and, um, and there's kind of an identity crisis going on in there. But I don't, either way, I don't think that the electorate wants that at this moment. Just before we very uh, quickly go on to this song break, George, how do you think this poll is going to go? Are people going to, would people vote for a Remain alliance, do you think? I think they will,
0: um, but I I think it will be uh, a 60-40 split. How about you? Um,
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think think most Remainers will say yes, they would. Um, But then there's obviously going to be some Brexiteers listening in too hopefully <laughs> yes uh right then uh, we've reached time to go on to our second song break of this evening but remember to vote on this poll would you vote for a remain alliance in the european elections uh you can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen uh but for now here is boy with love by bts Hello, and welcome back. So before the break, we asked, would you vote for a Remain alliance in the European elections? And you guys have been voting away. So 64% of you have said yes, you would, compared to 36% of you that have said no, you wouldn't. So roughly what we both predicted, George. I know, we actually got it right for once. Yeah, I know. I think we should just move on from that, you know. No, we can't say anything more that would be right.
0: (laughs) Ah, we're too perfect. Well, right. (laughs) Um, Right, so let's move on to our third discussion of this evening. And this is our multi poll question. And the question is, what is your attitude towards the Extinction Rebellion demonstrations? So the options for this poll are fully support it, um, support aims but not method, support method, not aims, or don't support. So the Extinction Rebellion are a campaign group that is an international movement that uses non-violent civil disobedience to achieve radical change in order to minimise the risk of human extinction and ecological collapse. Over the past week or so, they have been out in force, disrupting London and airports by blocking roads, blocking train stations, chaining themselves to Jeremy Corbyn's garden fence and dancing on London Bridge. Some people were very angry around the methods they had have used to protest, saying that they could lose their jobs over the delays that the Extinction Rebellion's protest has caused. However, some, including Dame Emma Thompson, has said that this is this way of protesting is the only way to make people listen to the truth of what will happen. So, Callum, out of the options um, that are given, uh, sorry, out of the options we have given our
1: listeners, what one would you back? That's, a, that's such a really... Uh, difficult question i i found um when i was coming to to write my notes on this i think initially i i thought uh, i support the aims but not the methods as such because of the disruption um this has caused but then i did start to think what is a delay to get into work or getting home or stuff like that in comparison um, to the kind of heartache that the destruction um, of our planet would would cause. Um, and, and so I think when you pull it in perspective like that, um, given the majority of people accept that uh, man-made climate change is happening and we have to do something about that, then based upon that, I think you will see a lot more people Um, supportive of what they're doing and and i i was listening to the extinction rebellions our own podcast um kind of them talking about um what they were doing and what struck me the most was kind of how normal they were um or at least how normal they sounded and they didn't sound completely radicalized as i think a lot of the kind of more right skewing um media has um portrayed them as. Um and and so I think broadly I am fully supportive um of what they're doing. Um and I'm guessing, George, that that you're not the same.
0: Well, um I sat back and thought about this for a very long time and like you can uh, whilst I was writing my notes, I think I maybe change my mind. But I'm definitely on the side of I support their aims, but I don't necessarily support their approach and method. I totally agree that we need to do something to make sure that we are tackling climate change and we are securing a better earth for the future um, and that we aren't damaging earth unnecessarily. But as much as you say that what is being late for your job or or so on and so forth i do i do feel for those people that that you know it it did put london to a standstill and Mm -hmm. i and i do feel for the people that maybe potentially have lost their jobs due to the the rioting that has gone on or, or sorry the the protest that has gone on um and i and i just think that that maybe we they could have gone around it in a better way but at the same time i say that when i was writing these notes is i thought to myself how else can we expect a campaign of any sort to make an impact and make themselves known without doing something like it just has um and it doesn't mean that I support what they've done, but they have made themselves heard and they have made people listen to what is going on. I do, however, have a problem that maybe how critical they are of the United Kingdom's approach to climate change and, and, and what we have done when there are vast countries in Europe as well, especially in Europe, that haven't done as well as we have and, and have got a much greater carbon footprint than we do as well. And and I, I feel that... Maybe because we have such an acceptance of a democratic system where we allow people to protest, then that's why they maybe chose this country, even though there are countries like Germany, Russia, Japan, to say um, just a couple that have got a significantly bigger carbon footprint and haven't got the laws that are coming in that we do to ensure that we are reducing our carbon footprint.
1: Yeah yeah it's it's an interesting one i mean just to take it back a bit george yes. so, so you said that you do support their aims correct yeah. yes um see i'm surprised at you saying that because we've discussed on this show a few times about uh kind of renewable energy and climate change and things like that and yeah. you've been quite resolute and correct me if i'm getting your views wrong but I th- i've your views were that yes climate change does exist and and yes global warming does exist but the kind of man-made element of it is very much exaggerated so if those are your views then then why do you support these guys aims if it's very much exaggerated the effects that kind of uh, climate change is going to have um and i i knew you would pick me up on this
0: callum um so and it's a very fair argument you make it's it's my my issue with this is or i i've never said that that uh man-made global warming doesn't exist i i do believe it exists and i still stand that it, it may be is slightly it, it is it is exaggerated um to to make a more kind of political um effect but even though I'm saying it is exaggerated, that doesn't mean that it's not there. And I think anything we can do to make sure that we are protecting this earth in any way we can, I am going to support that. I am a massive animal lover. I, 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 I It upsets me to see the extinction of so many animals due to um, climate change. And I think if we can stop our own global footprints, um, then we should absolutely do everything we can to to succeed in becoming a green country, in becoming a green world. Um, naturally, if climate change happens, then we will have to look at ways of maybe controlling that. But if we can make an effect in what we've done, then that's what I support, and
1: that's where I support their aims. Okay, okay. And, and do you think that we will... Um properly tackle um, climate change with the Conservatives in government? Or, or do, do you think it's going to have to be a Labour government or perhaps even a Green government that actually realistically um, kind of cuts down enough on our carbon footprint to um, actually fulfil the, the aims of the Extinction Rebellion? I think it's quite a quite a hard question to be honest, because I, I, Labour
0: and Conservatives will go around such different ways to ensure that this happens, and and the Conservatives are committed to make sure this happens. You know, they have got targets that they want to meet and are slowly yeah. meeting. You know, by 2020 they want to be off fossil fuels altogether, and and according to the British Power um, analysis, they said that. it will actually happen and that's that's not a governmental site that is an independent site um and but i i think from every party we will see a commitment to making sure our carbon footprint is is reduced and because of that i i personally don't feel it will matter who is in government to make sure that this happens you know throughout since the 1990s the uk co2 emissions has declined by 38 percent so that's from a, a labor government to a Tory government and the co2 emissions in the last 10 years has dropped more than it did um in the last previous 10 years so it's under the Tory government it, they have been doing well and i do think that they are progressing things and 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 you know the we the conservative government i know it doesn't sound big but last week the uk grid record recorded its first three-day period without actually using any fossil fuel power um and and i think that is a big step in what we are trying to tackle um and i and i do believe that we we as a country are doing well and we are leading the way forward and i don't think it matters which party will is in power to yeah, ensure that
1: happens just... but what do you what do you think about that well I think it's interesting to to argue that the Conservatives will be able to do this given that we kind of, and I accept the fact Lib Dems were in government not that long ago too, but um, st- we do still subsidise fossil fuels. Uh, the Green Investment Bank has been privatised uh, and it's of big projects that would bring about more renewable energy, like it's the Swansea Bay Tidal Lagoon, Mm. have been scrapped by the conservative governments. And the Green Investment Bank was set up when the Lib Dems were in government, that is. Um, so so I think I, I this is one of the reasons why I've been won round kind of by the Extinction Rebellion all the while they co- uh, remain committed to kind of non-violent methods um, because of the fact that I just don't actually think we are doing enough uh, and we are kind of sleepwalking um towards a much bigger kind of climate emergency as they um they've called it um and just very quickly george um one of the things that my concern is that if um we do not um kind of start to take real uh, control of t- tackling climate change and tackling tackling our Uh, emissions um, and and basically accepting the demands of Extinction Rebellion. My concern is when will they turn away from the kind of non-violent methods that, as I said, I listen to their podcast and it's very clear that that is a, a, a principle they're very much committed to, but I'm just worried another group will come along or another leader within Extinction Rebellion or leadership group kind of thing comes along and they commit to more kind of violent methods to um, allow these things to happen. I mean, do you think there is a risk that 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 could happen too because people feel so passionately about this issue? I think there is always a
0: risk when people feel passionate about a certain issue that, that it could turn to a violent place. But I also kind of have the confidence within Extinction Rebellion that their ideology is the idea of having peace around the world as well as having this reduce of carbon footprint. I think the idea of being green and clean is also the idea of being is being peaceful and and uh, respectful. So I yeah. would kind of hope that because of that approach and because of that ideology and belief that we would never see that
1: happen. But do you think there is risk of that happening? I think so, yeah. Because I think all all the while you don't listen to to people's viewpoints, all the while that they t- they take up the kind of fairly legitimate, although you might kind of disagree a little bit with their methods, but the fairly legitimate non-violent methods that they have. If mm. those don't seem to be working, then where do you turn? And I think we we saw that in kind of the. Uh, the 1960s, 1970s with this kind of um, left-wing terrorism that, that we saw happen because I think if the, it were to turn kind of violent, the demonstrations that would be the co- kind of closest point of comparison we could have, that yeah. those alt-left demonstrations we saw yeah. in the 60s and 70s Yeah, absolutely. Really, really, really quickly Callum, who, which is going to come out on top? Um very difficult i think support aims will will come out on top okay i think fully support
0: personally will come out on top um right okay so remember to vote on this question what is your attitude towards the extinction rebellion demonstrations and the options are fully support support aims but not method support method not aims or don't support and you can do that wizardradio.co.uk for just listen for now here is sos by avicii Hello and welcome back. So before that break, we asked the question, what is your attitude towards the Extinction Rebellion demonstrations? And the options are, sorry, not the options at all. It is the um, results are slowly coming in as I talk. So let's fire away. So Fully Support has 29%. AIMS but not method has 53%. Methods not aims has 7% and don't support has 11%. So aims not method came out on top of that. Callum, you were correct. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, as, as I said before, I'm not particularly surprised by that. I mean, I am surprised. There's even a a kind of register for method, not aims though. Um, I would be interested to hear from those people. I'm also, I'm, I'm surprised how high don't support is. Yeah, yeah, actually, that is a good point as well. I hadn't even thought of that. Right then, time to move on to our fourth discussion of this evening, and we are asking, do you believe in life after death? So it's the ultimate question that the world's greatest philosophers, scientists, and religious figures have attempted to answer. Do you believe in life after death? George, as an atheist, where do you stand on this? Um, I I would love to say that I believe in life
0: after death, but unfortunately I don't. Um I think it's a lovely kind of idea that we tell ourselves that there is something after death. Um, but I, I don't think there is life after death. I I think maybe there, oh, there maybe is something I would like to think, but if I'm honest with myself. I do believe that there is nothing else. Although I do believe in ghosts, which is quite contradictory, but I, I'm just not sure. Callum? Um,
1: uh, no, I, I don't um, believe in life after death. I, I hope to be wrong. I hope my belief in it doesn't exist is wrong as such, but I think ultimately the kind of scientific evidence points towards the contrary. But, George, I mean, do you mind elaborating on on how you can believe in ghosts, but not believe that ghosts are people living after death. Um,
0: uh, I, uh, not really. No. Um, (laughs) I, I, I think, well, because I've had experiences with spirits and ghosts, I, I, I am a very big believer in spirits and ghosts, but I kind of feel like it's, it's not, um, a life after death. I f- I always feel like it's someone trapped in a, in a certain time period where our our times have overlapped, and it's a very confusing thing that I'm trying to get at. But it's it's where it's where it's it's our time has overlapped with a, a, a past, and we see each other. Um, and, and I do believe that there is ghosts and everything. And I, and I believe I'm a fully believer that when my Nana passed away, she came to see me because I saw her, I mean, I might have been hallucinating, but I like to believe that she was here. So yeah. I think there is that level that maybe, yeah, we do live on,
1: but in people's thoughts and hallucinations. Okay. That's, a, that's a nice way to put it. I mean, just looking at the, the kind of poll result, how do you think it's going to go? Do you think people are going to believe in life I- after death?
0: I think if we consider the religious people out there, I would say it's going to be a 20% yes and an 80%
1: no. Yourself? Um, I I think it'll be higher for no, but um, ultimately yes will. uh, Sorry, I think it'll be a bit higher for no, but ultimately still yes is going to be lower, if that makes sense. Um, Right then, we've reached time to go on to our final song break of this evening, Uh, but don't forget to vote on this poll, Do You Believe in Life After Death? Uh, And You can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. Uh, But for now, this is I Don't Belong in This Club by Why Don't We and Macklemore. Hello and welcome back. So before the break, we asked, do you believe in life after death? Sorry, it's just James pointed out to us in the song break, and it's just been in my head since then. Um, So, yeah, we asked, do you believe in life after death? And you guys have been voting away. So 71% of you have said, yes, you do believe in life after death, compared to 29% of you that have said, no, you don't. George, that's quite a surprising result, isn't it? <laughs> it's incredibly surprising. It's nothing nothing like
0: what we said. I mean, our first one was amazing and then this one's just kind of our predictions have kind of let us down here. Yeah, so, we, we yeah.
1: We, we clearly do not know our audience at all, George. Don't say that, Callum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. For everyone everyone forget what we said. I'm I'm making a new prediction that that seventy percent say yes and thirty percent say no.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no that, I, I agree that to do with that. you there, George. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think, I think we can do that for sure. For sure. <laughs> right then, we've actually reached the time to end this evening's show, so thanks very much for listening to To Be Discussed with Cup and Girl. We hope you've enjoyed this episode.
0: So, as mentioned earlier, for the first segment of next week's show, we'd like to hear your thoughts on the following question. So... How should we respond to Donald Trump's state visit? And you can do that by sending us an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk or through Twitter, that's at WizRadio. So remember that question is, how should we respond to Donald Trump's state visit? And we're really looking forward to hearing your opinions next week. But it is now time for Callum and I to be leaving. So as always, I have been
1: the prediction wrong George Cup and I have been the also prediction wrong Callum Gurr great (laughs) Uh, it's now time for the news thanks very much for listening everyone we'll be back next week for another episode of to be discussed goodbye guys ciao for now